to the Be The Light Crown Edition podcast. I'm Hannah Frey, your host and pageant queen extraordinaire. Fun fact, while most people are resistant to change, I'm excited by it. So this podcast is designed to allow me to be the light for others. By sharing my experiences across countless topics where I demolished my fears, prejudice, expectation, and rebuilt brick by brick. My hope is I can encourage you to seek knowledge, implement change, and above all, trust in God. So let's get to it. It's time for some you time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Be The Light Crown Edition podcast. Very excited that you're here today. We are going to be talking about exercise and how that actually relates to physical, mental, and spiritual health. So we're going to get all three in today. I want to start this podcast with a little bit of a disclaimer. I want to ensure that at no point is anything that I'm saying, uh, I don't want it to to make anyone feel lesser than or make you feel like you're not enough because you don't look a certain way that you want to look or what have you. This podcast is meant to be encouraging. It's meant to highlight the importance of being healthy. Healthy does not equate to thin, does not equate to a size four. So I just want to preface with that and hope you guys understand that my heart and intention is to encourage healthy habits and overall um, good physical, mental, and physical health, uh, spiritual health. So, okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way, um, kind of how we're going to set up this podcast is we're actually going to talk about why exercise is important, how it relates to those three things, kind of talk about some statistics and um, a little bit of the why behind why I prioritize exercise, some of my hows, some of those most common roadblocks, and then I'll share a little bit more about my personal story with exercise. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive in. So why is exercise important? I feel like most of us listening probably have a pretty good idea, right? Like we're like, ah, well, it's good to be healthy, right? We want to live to be X number of years. Okay, but let's get a little bit more specific there. So I want to read you some statistics that I just found really staggering. And this is really, this information just kind of over time has really uh, honed in my my why for wanting to exercise and be healthy and be there for my kids. Okay, so so here's the first one: sixty six percent of adults take a prescription drug every day. That is wild, y'all, and we think that's normal, and that is not normal. I understand that modern medicine is is great, and I'm really thankful for a lot of the advances that we've made in the medical field. However, we are less healthy each and every generation and it's problematic and it starts with us understanding why and making taking steps to change that so i'm sure we'll have another podcast on more uh, more of that topic but for now we're just going to focus on exercise specifically okay 52 percent of adults have at least one chronic health issue that is wild like why where are all you know think about our grandparents or think about our great-grandparents like Guys, we are unhealthier than we've ever been before, yet we have all of these advancements in technology and in medicine. So where is the disconnect? Okay. And then lastly, the average life expectancy, and this was for women in the state of Mississippi, but this average is pretty close depending um, depending on where you live. 77 years old. That In that case, I'm almost halfway there, right? Like personally. And I don't, I don't love to hear that. Like I would love for my life expectancy to be closer to a hundred. Okay. So those are some statistics to hopefully kind of get your mind in the right place. And this is really kind of knowing the history, knowing how sick everyone around me is. It really inspires me to, to be different. 
All right, so so why is exercise important? Let's talk about mental health first and, and how it can help there. Okay, it improves sleep. This is all fact-based. Feel free to jump on Google and, and fact-check me, okay? Improves your sleep, reduces stress. I personally worked out this morning uh, just a few hours ago, and I feel amazing, okay? It is really a non-negotiable for me. I actually had a conversation with my manager and was like, look, I, I have to go to the gym three times a week, and I want to go in the mornings if that works for you. It really just centers me and puts me in the right mindset for the rest of the day when dealing with clients. And that's something that fortunately she was really on board with. So perks of working from home. Uh, increases mood. Okay, so stress is down. Mood is up, right? We love to see it. And energy. I know this is one of those things that's hard because it feels very cyclic, right? We don't have energy. Therefore, we're not motivated to go to the gym. Therefore, we're not getting that boost in mood and energy and reduction in stress. And it kind of just rotates like this. I know it's hard to get started, um, but I'm going to give you some parameters around what exercise can be, and it's very obtainable. Okay, the bar is very low. I'm not saying that you have to start out going three times a week for an hour or two, and like that's the minimum. Not saying that whatsoever. In actuality, physical activity at a moderate to vigorous rate, okay, for at least 10 minutes is exercise. All right, so let's set the bench there and then try to work up to that and then over it over time. So start small if that's where you are in your personal journey. Also, if you're in a, in a place where you, you are recovering from an illness or chronic issues limit you, or maybe you just had a baby, I'm not talking about y'all. We're not talking about toxic bounce back culture. Okay, this is for folks who are in a good place and have the, the tools and the mindset to, to kind of start making those small changes. All right, glad we cleared that up. Okay, physical benefits, all right? reduces your weight. Again, I'm not saying everyone needs to be a size zero or a size four or weigh less than a hundred. No. Okay. I don't believe in that whatsoever. What I believe is that there is a healthy ratio and I'm not talking about BMI because I think BMI is also off a lot of the time. There is a healthy ratio to muscle to fat that helps promote your overall body wellness. Okay. So sometimes in that case, we do need to lose some weight. All right. Helps you re lose weight reduces all of your risk across the board for various heart diseases. We love to hear it, especially since um, that is a really common issue, especially in women. Uh, and then it improves your bone density and your, your muscle mass. Okay. Being strong is so beautiful. That's what I strive for. Okay. I'm not striving to actually lose weight now with, with working out. I'm really trying to gain muscle mass. I want to be strong. I want to be able to keep up with my kids. I want to be able to lift heavy things and not have to ask my husband for help. And I also want to improve bone density because, um, you know, w again, with women, especially uh, that reduction happens kind of later on in life and no bueno. All right. Let's talk about spiritual benefits. Okay. Improves our discipline. Our hearts are prone to wander, especially to wander away from Jesus, which isn't great, right? We definitely want to always stay close to him. But one way that we can uh, we can prevent that is to work on our discipline. And discipline helps you across various uh, aspects in your life. But having discipline with exercise is one way that you can start to hone in on that skill and, and build that up. So uh, that's, that's a great thing to practice as well. Okay. So we've heard some scary stats, right? We've heard about, you know, why it's important across various aspects of health. Let's talk about some common roadblocks, all right? I'm going to give you five. I am certain for anyone listening that you've got excuses, I'm going to put that in quotations, or limitations to exercise that fall into one of these buckets. Time, energy, resources, cost, accountability, okay? 
now that we've talked through those, I want to give you just some real life examples of how I have either personally uh, combated those common roadblocks or some suggestions for folks who might be listening. Okay, so let's talk through time. This is a biggie. And I, uh, again, we're going to go through my personal fitness story here in a bit. But time is is one of those big ones, right? We are all we're, we're living in this unrealistic life where the 40-hour work week does not work for, for multiple people working in the home, okay? It is it is made up. It is unrealistic, yet we're all trying to keep up with the Jones and do a billion different things, me included. Okay, I'm totally guilty of this. And time is, is an easy excuse. What I want to say is that in this regard, you have to be honest about your priorities. You just have to be honest with yourself. And sometimes that can be hard to do. And I recognize that. So since this is something that I've done an exercise on myself, I did create a time tracker that is linked in the podcast notes here. And uh, what that's going to do is give you an opportunity to notate over a week, or you can do it longer if you'd like, where are you spending your time? Okay. It's going to be hard to see, but I guarantee that there is time that you're spending on things that maybe aren't as productive or as healthy for your family. Now, we are all given the same beautiful God-given 24 hours in a day, all right? That is one thing that is extremely fair across the board. It doesn't matter how rich you are or powerful you are, you don't get more time unless you travel to Australia and back, okay? So we all have to sleep. We all have to eat. We all have to work. We all have to spend time in the word. Okay, non-negotiables, I understand. There is going to be time left over. And maybe that means for you, it's not the two-hour time chunk that you wanted. Maybe you have to break it up into 30 minutes or 15 minutes. But I'm certain there's going to be a way that you can find time because you'll have to move things around and deprioritize things. Okay, so that's the exercise. I hope you'll find that download and, and find that useful. And if you do, let me know. We'd love to hear it. Okay, energy. This is hard. It's hard to be motivated, especially if there's more like mentally going on um, with mental illnesses, but especially just reduction in energy. What I would say is outside of if you have a, a mental illness or a mental issue that you're working through with a psychiatrist or through medication or through what have you, um, outside of that, energy really comes from what we eat. All right. I, I know. And I know we don't want to hear it, right? If we're putting junk in our body, we're going to feel like junk. It's just the reality of it. And I will have a future podcast on food and on reading labels and on nutrition. Again, not a, not a medical provider by any sense of the word, but I want to share my experiences there because this has been really helpful for me. Actually, one thing that I did is I cut caffeine, right? And that uh, inadvertently actually gave me more energy, which might be shocking to hear. Um, but start with your diet change. Find small ways to, to do that, whether it's like, okay, for breakfast, I, you know, was having two cups of coffee, I'm going to cut to one, or I knew I was having like sugary pastries, instead I'm going to try a smoothie, okay? Just just find small ways that you can improve your diet and you will find that your energy will get better. Additionally, sleep. You've got to have good sleep. So investigate why you might not be uh, getting restful sleep. Um, maybe another great podcast topic. Okay, resources. So this is hard, right? Um, I can relate here. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom um, and you have your kids with you all the time, so like in what world can you go to a gym unless they offer childcare, okay? Um, so, so maybe that's, you know, for you um, and for me, right? I work full-time, but I work from home, which like, thank goodness. But when I was working in an office, I, I didn't have the time or the resources, okay? Here's a situation where it's good to outsource, all right? So I'm going to give you a few examples. You can do this through gym chairs, 
right? I actually have a friend who is a, one of my old uh, practitioners, my old uh, OBGYN, and um, it looks like, uh, just from watching her stories, that they built a gym in their basement, and they're really close with their neighbors, and so everyone in their neighborhood or their friends are coming over and utilizing their gym. Like, brilliant, okay? Let's get resourceful. Uh, also, run groups, right? If you just aren't going to a gym, maybe the cost there doesn't make sense and we'll get into cost. You find someone who's willing to, to run with you, right? And and do that consistently. Um, also, I would say that finding a coach and, and coach sharing, okay? Uh, I, I find a lot of these same things in one gym membership that I have, but it is it is pricey. So if that's not something you can do in the moment, share a coach, right? Hire, hire a personal trainer or a coach, ensure that between three to four of you, whatever that coach is willing to take on. And that's a great way to, to outsource resources. Okay. Lean on family and friends. Hey, I know I've had to do this with some of my friends in the area when my kids are homesick and I'm like, listen, I still need to go to the gym. Like, could you just come over and watch my kids for like an hour and a half? Okay. Lean on friends and family. They want to support you. I almost guarantee it. And maybe you can give that favor back. I know that I've seen lots of moms posting like, hey, can we do a time uh, babysitting share, right? I'll watch your kids for a few hours a week when I have my various appointments and then we'll, we'll trade off. Okay, brilliant. Get resourceful. All right. So we, we talked a little bit about cost already, but cost. I, I understand gym memberships are expensive, especially the good ones, right? The ones that kind of have the total package with daycare and with coaches and personal trainers and, and whatever else. This is another situation where you have to be honest about money priorities, okay? I am a firm believer in if you don't find the money now or don't find a way to prioritize your health now, it's going to cost you later. Just look at your your parents, at your grandparents. Look at people that you know who are overweight, who are sick, who have chronic health conditions, always in and out of the hospital. Is that what you want? I mean, I, I'm, I understand that not to be, you know, not to have grace for those individuals and not to be rude, like maybe there are situations outside of their control. But a lot of times there are things within our control, right? And so you have the ability to either pay for it now or you can pay for it later. And so I want you to really think about that. And, and I'm just being real with y'all because I just feel very passionate about that. And uh, sometimes that's just where we're at. Okay. So be honest about your budget, consider the long-term health cost and see if there is something that you can give up in order to prioritize that. So for an example for me is I cut my eating out budget and I cut, so that includes like my Starbucks, right? Now I make my lattes at home every morning and I found ways to, to, to work another side job. Okay. And that helps to pay for my gym membership. So I go to Orange Theory Fitness, which I'll talk more about in a minute. And I think it runs like 169 a month for unlimited classes. I know that could be a bit of a sticker shock for some folks, but it is the only thing in my life that has ever made me consistently go to the gym. Okay. So last thing is accountability. Another great opportunity to outsource. Okay. So whether you get that accountability through the gym that you go through, okay, or with the individuals that you are working out with, or if you are motivated by, um, friends on, that are that are texting you and, and uh, asking how your workout journey is going, whether that's through like the Apple Watch, I know you can like link your workouts and other people can see if you're working out and then that's accountability. There's a lot of ways to get it done, but this is another opportunity to outsource. I just personally cannot keep myself accountable, incapable, okay? I'll, I'll be honest, I'm just going to say it here. Don't have accountability when it's just me, especially like being at home and, you know, no one's watching me and go to the gym. No one's giving me a sticker, you know, or a high five. Um, so, so that wouldn't work for me if I wasn't going to a gym. Okay. So now that I've talked about my house, let's kind of backtrack a little bit. And I want to talk through my fitness journey because I do think that 
especially if you're newer here, you haven't been with me, you know, as I've really since Instagram has been a thing for me. <laughs> um, and you might be thinking, okay, well, easy for you to say, you, you already have all these great habits. Okay, not always the case. So all through really my whole life, but in high school, very, very thin. Like people said really mean things, you know, called me anorexic and, and what have you. I was like 100 pounds soaking wet, super thin, wasn't fit though. Like, and I wouldn't necessarily say it was healthy or unhealthy, just very like neutral. Okay. Go to college, um, you know, blossom a little bit, maybe still like 110 pounds. Okay. Soaking wet. And had thoughts of like running and going to the gym. I would always start and then kind of stop and like, eh, I'm not really motivated. Like my body felt fine. Right. When you're young, we can get away with a lot. Right. And I was, wasn't feeling the effects. So therefore I was just really not motivated didn't have kids, you know, it's not like, oh, I got to live for them. And you know, I was just living for myself and I felt fine. So uh, kind of fast forward to, you know, after college and, um, you know, becoming a mom. Um, I know I talked a little bit in my last podcast, Drastic Times, where that's really where it all kind of started to hit me. All of the years of consistently not feeding myself right, not leaning on God, not, you know, doing all of these things to promote overall wellness kind of just hit me like a ton of bricks. It meant that I struggled with breastfeeding. It meant that I didn't have a solid foundation of health for my children. It meant that I didn't know how to take care of myself. It it just kind of like all came to a halt and was part of the reason why, you know, I hit rock bottom in that moment. Um, and even then, I, I tried going to the gym at my work. So I worked in downtown Chicago um, before the pandemic hit and they did have a gym and it was, a, we could use it as part of the building. It was like a building share. So like no cost. Okay. So again, should have been, should have been motivating for me, but, eh. um, but I was going by myself and I didn't have an accountability partner. And so I was just not really in it. Okay. Um, so going through the motions of what did and didn't work for me and trying different things helps you to determine what is going to work for you. So I want you to be encouraged by if you've had moments in your life where, well, I went to a gym and I just quit going and then then you were kind of let down by that, I think you should take that as a win, right? You learned that whatever habits that you built into that were not working for you, okay? Um, I also just didn't know a lot about routines, okay? So I'm not good at coming up with my own workouts. I tried using apps. I just felt like it wasn't very personal, Okay, so tried a lot of those different things. I also considered during the pandemic, right, kind of fast forwarding a bit, all the same things that other folks considered because gyms were closed, I think. Um, a lot of folks, that's when the Peloton was like, whoo, like skyrocketed. And I already knew I could invest in something like that. And then I would feel really guilty not using it. And that would make me feel worse. And I just knew that I wouldn't, I wouldn't get on it. I, I'm not motivated at home. Okay. So for me, years and years of understanding what didn't work, and then finally hitting rock bottom and understanding I needed to prioritize my health. Um, I also was a little bit selfish, right? So I had Everett and I'm like, well, I know I'm going to have another kid. And so I just kind of put off getting healthy, which is not the right way to do it. <laughs> okay. Um, so I didn't do anything after Everett. Still was just kind of weak, not very healthy. Once we moved here, all right, to Mississippi. And again, I covered that more in my previous podcast I had, I, I, when I had Kellen, I was like, I know something has to change. Once Kellen is out and once I'm approved to work out, we're going to get it. Okay. 
And I, I had a plan. I had thought through uh, all of those common roadblocks, okay? Time, energy, resources, cost, accountability. I had kind of written out um, some of the exercises, which we'll go through here in a minute, and knew what I needed to be successful. I knew that for time, it had to be an hour or less in order to fit into my workday. And I knew that it would be best either over the lunch hour or first thing in the morning, completely unmotivated to work out end of the day. It was never going to happen. And I just knew that about myself. Energy, I knew that it had to start with diet. I knew that it had to start with drinking more water. And I knew that it had to start with, you know, not relying on other sources of false energy like caffeine. Okay. Resources, I knew that I couldn't do it when my kids were home, like they needed to be at daycare. So that kind of worked into time there. And I knew that I was going to have to go to a gym membership with coaches who were going to kick my butt. And I also knew that I'm a very social person. And so when I go to a gym, as long as I could form relationships with the members, the folks that I'm working out with and the coaches, which shout out to the coaches at Orange Theory Fitness and Olive Ranch. Like they have been so amazing in this journey for me. Uh, we have Amber, Tim, Matt, and most recently uh, my 730 class has been with Mary Margaret and they are just phenomenal. And the reason why they help me stay accountable, okay, talking about another roadblock is because I have those relationships with them and they motivate me while I'm in the class, right? They pay attention to the form. They are encouraging. They know about any previous injuries and, and kind of help you to adjust as needed. And it's just that level of attention to detail that takes the weight off of my shoulders. That's what, what I'm paying for essentially. And I also know that if I were to fall off the face of the earth and stop going to class, 110% I would be getting a DM from Mary Margaret. And that would be terrifying. Like, I don't want to disappoint her. I don't want to disappoint any of the coaches. And just knowing that is that level of accountability that I need as an individual. Okay. And then cost, we already talked about how, uh, again, I mentioned it's, it's a bit of a sticker shock. However, when kind of comparing it to other gyms or other options, pretty much in line, as well as I've just, you know, decided that that's how I'm going to invest in myself, in my it help, in my mental, physical, and spiritual health. It helps all of those things, which I want to prioritize, and I've just found that it, it works for me. Okay, so now let's dive into how you guys can think about exercise and start to make changes in your life. So we're going to move into the find the light portion of the segment. So uh, let's talk through the top three things. First, make a list of your roadblocks. I mentioned that that's what I did after years of trying and failing at making exercise a consistent part of my life, which by the way, I started uh, three months postpartum with Kellen and he'll be two in August. And I have faithfully and consistently attended Orange Theory Fitness ever since then. And I have never been able to do that my whole adult life, be so committed to something and and really see the results there. So um, yeah, I should mention that I, I have lost a little bit of fat and gained muscle. My weight has pretty much stayed the same. So that, again, that wasn't the goal for me. So make a list of your roadblocks when it comes to exercise. Uh, again, time, energy, resources, cost, accountability, specifically within each of those, what is the roadblock for you? Next to each of those, how can you solve for each? Okay. Sky's the limit here. Like I understand, I don't want you to not write it down because you're like, oh, I've already tried that. That's not going to work. I still want you to visualize and write down how could you solve for each of those and get creative. I mentioned some examples uh, for addressing those roadblocks earlier. Think about if those could apply to you. Next, I want you to pick one small 
habit per week to try and stick with. So I'm not saying, okay, great, we're just gonna automatically sign up for a gym and I'm gonna start going three times a week and it's gonna be perfect. You're setting yourself up for failure. You should really be picking smaller goals, obtainable goals that you can kind of build up to. So I'll give you an example. I do not go to the gym, I find. I will not go if I'm not going first thing in the morning if I don't put my exercise clothes on when I get dressed in the morning. And I also really enjoy good fashion. So I found for me, I have to buy cute, like matchy, matchy, like tops and bottoms. Okay. I, you know, I invested in that. It's taken time to build up that investment that motivates me to, I love to look cute. I love to go to the gym. You know, I'm a stylistic person, but also once I have those clothes on, I'm less likely to to take them off and not go. Okay. So maybe your one small habit is, okay, I'm just going to practice putting on my workout clothes in the morning. I'm going to lay out my clothes the night before, okay? Or maybe for you it's, okay, I know that I just need to drink more water and so I'm going to fill up my water bottle the night before because in the mornings when I'm getting my kids fed and breakfast or whatever, that's chaotic. I will tell you that um, I did a lot of research on like how could I motivate myself to drink more water because I am the worst at drinking water. I hate water. I'm, I'll be honest, I hate water, um, but I had to find, I liked the numbers, which kind of keeps me accountable. I like glass because I'm also like trying to be mindful of, you know, toxins that leak in from plastics or whatever. I also like that um, it's 32 ounces, which is a little below my daily goal, but like if I get all through this, I feel good about myself and that's encouraging. And I also hate filling it up. So um, my husband does it for me, right? That's something that we were able to adjust one of those small habits per week had a conversation with my husband, hey, in the morning, because he gets up way before we do and, and leaves for work, can you fill up my water bottle, right? And that's something that he was willing to do for me. So make make a list and, and pick something that you can try. Okay, so that's it. That, those, are, those are the small habits, okay, that I want you to try implementing uh, towards this larger goal of consistent exercise, again, for you and for your family, all right? You deserve it. Okay, so next we're going to go into the be the light portion. So what brings the least amount of joy in your current routine, okay? So if you're finding that you're not as motivated or what have you, well, let's dive into that a bit. What is bringing you the least amount of joy in your current routine and how can we maybe make some adjustments around that? All right, so this is just kind of a thought session. Next, how can you maximize your workout or get 1% better? All right, so if you're like stagnant too and like your goals, this is a great exercise. Also, um, just thinking about, if you're already at the gym, okay, you've already gotten ready, you've already gotten yourself there, you've already paid for it, that is the moment to maximize your time. So um, that's something that the coaches at Orange Theory talk a lot about, right? If you're running at a certain speed and you haven't really increased that in, in months, while you're really challenging yourself, like could you push yourself a little bit harder? You're already there, okay? Just put in the additional 1%, the additional work. Lastly, how can you inspire invite and or educate others. So this is this is our calling, right? I, I know that I've had folks tell me like knowing about Orange Theory or knowing the results that I've seen or the, su- the successes I've seen has motivated them to, to start a gym membership themselves. Like how can you do that for others, right? It's always good to share all parts of the journey. So Again, the beginning, the middle, and the end. I'm not saying go out there and a year after you've been going to the gym, you're just like, oh, look how much weight I've lost, right? Like, let's talk about the times that didn't go well as well, or let's talk about the days that maybe you weren't as motivated. And that's really what's going to inspire others. Is there anyone that you can invite in your life, in your circle, to your gym, or to your run group, or to your coach share? Or maybe you're just getting started and you're like, hey, I'm going to walk around the neighborhood. Would you want to come with me, you know, um, at, at X time once a week? 
Okay, how can we inspire others? So that is my calling to you. That is uh, really the episode. So I want to go ahead and close in prayer. And again, just thank you guys for listening. Dear God, thank you so much again for the opportunity to share your light and share about my experiences with exercise and how that impacts all aspects of health, spiritual, physical, and mental. I thank you for all of the encouragement um, that you have given me to continue to prioritize my health, not only for myself, but for my family. I thank you for the opportunity to share what's worked well for me, those common roadblocks, and how to address those with the community that's listening today on the podcast. Dear God, I pray that you can find ways to, to speak through those individuals listening, find ways to encourage them to prioritize their health for their families as well, Lord. And that, as always, um, everything that we do and that we share ultimately honors you and uh, honors our God, uh, our body, a body that God has given us. So thank you so much, God, for everything. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.